Today, This American Dice brings you the latest episode of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak from the D&D Essentials Kit. In this episode, Serafina and friends venture out to Falcon's Hunting Lodge, deep within the dark and mysterious Neverwinter Wood. What secrets will they uncover? Whose date will they intrude on? And who named that guy Falcon anyway? Deep in the Neverwinter Woods, there's a place called Falcon's Hunting Lodge. Probably won't shock you to hear that a fellow by the name of Falcon the Hunter lives there. That's not his given name, of course. Matter of fact, not even the first one called Falcon that's lived there. First one was a noble out of Neverwinter. City of Neverwinter, that is. Don't know what happened to him or why I made the lodge in the middle of damn near nothing. Either way, seems he thought better of it eventually. It was abandoned and forgotten when a lucky hunter come across it. He took such a liking to it that he renamed himself after the nameplate over the door. So, Falcon's Lodge had a falcon again. Years later, his hair gray, Falcon got a knock on the door. The young man at the door told old Falcon he had a proposition. Falcon's Lodge was positioned perfectly close to a fine source of income. Nobles with more coin than bravery. Young man had a whole business plan to take up and come and nobles out to test their bravery hunting game in the dangerous Neverwinter Wood. Seemed like a good enough retirement plan to the old Falcon. Spent his last years teaching all he knew to his young business partner. Eventually, when he passed on to Sylvanus, he left the lodge and his moniker to his young business partner. That brings us to the current Falcon. Made a bit of a name for himself, truth be told, though, if the last falcon were still around, he might warn this one against the recent practice of hunting the orcs that come to his doorstep looking for aid. But that's a story for another day. Welcome, my name's David. Your name's Marisa, I assume? Marisa. I knew it! Alright, so last time you are about to uh, head out to Neverwinter Wood, right? Mm-hmm. So this is quite a journey. 
even if you kind of hustle, it's going to take at least one day just to get to the forest. Because you saw how far away that was, right? Yes. Yeah. Are you going to try and hustle, I assume? Yeah, probably. I don't want to be walking into the woods late at night and stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, and <laughs> with Vincent the Ox, it probably slows you down a little bit. Probably is sunset and you haven't even got to the, the forest yet. Probably slower than normal. And, and like we said, there's it's like the middle of summer, so or the beginning of summer technically, so it's like rainy. Yes, yeah, so you make camp kind of. And do you have anything you want to say to your buddies during camp? All right, everybody. Um, I guess we're going to sleep here for the night. In the morning, we'll set foot and head on as close as we possibly can to the Eagle's Inn or whatever that place is called. <laughs> You are so bad with names. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Maybe oh, maybe this is when you're having your trail rations, you know, around the campfire. Um, Shanjan is just like, wow, so Vini, do you think uh, someone like um, Uvaline could ever, like someone like me, I mean, she's so pretty. I don't know. That hair is, oh man, it's crazy. And all those little reptile creatures love her. Well, you know, when you're an elf lady, elf person, <laughs> it's pretty well known that people tend to fall for you. Am I right, Inverna? And she's just like, mm-hmm. It's like eating your little jerky or whatever. But uh, that doesn't mean that you have nothing to offer. You, my friend, might be only human, but you're one of the most spectacular magical humans I know. And... There's one thing elves love. It's magic. I think Inverna's like, well, uh, she takes like another gross bite of whatever thing she's eating. It's a bit of salted meat. It's like, Chan Chan, I'm gonna maybe save you some trouble. I'm not gonna blame you for falling in love at first sight with one of these, uh, these women. I did the same when I was pretty young. And people like that don't usually stay in places like Fanlin too long anyway. I don't know. Seems like you're, uh, well, you're setting yourself up to fall, in my opinion. Chandra just looks crestfallen. Mm. Oh, and then Feeny comes over and places a little hand on Shanjan's shoulder and looks up at him and says, All right, now, Shanjan, we all know and uh, love you there, Inverna, but we know you're a little bit of a uh, negative Nancy, I believe the gnomes <laughs> call them. <laughs> Negative gnomes. Yeah, they're spelled with G's. <laughs> Negative <laughs> Nancy's. And, uh, you know, one person's experience certainly isn't everybody's experience. And we don't really know too much. I mean, we might not be in Fandolin much longer either. Maybe she's the adventurous type. Maybe she's sick of all the other guys that she sees in Fandolin on a daily basis. We don't really know until we get back there and, um... You know, I can go trade in my uh, armor for something better. can try again to maybe actually speak words to her. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that, that seems like a good idea. Good first step. That's always a good first step. And the second first step is remember that for every uh, Inverna negative situation, there's a feeny-teeny positive. <laughs> Luckily, you're right in the middle there with us, buddy. So, don't worry. If I need to, I'll sing you this song again. 
He's like, uh, maybe later. <laughs> he starts turning, like, red again. Ah, that's right. I love to see my buddy smile. Now, <laughs> I guess we can all turn in for the night, and you can dream of your sweet elven lady. And Verna, you can dream of fighting those orcs. <laughs> and me? Well... <laughs> I'll dream... <laughs> I'll dream about my old friend Stanley the Ox. <laughs> Stanley the Ox in his better days. Am I right? Am I right, Vincent? Like, <laughs> the, the noise, of course, oxes make as we're all aware. Ox. <laughs> That's a Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think Inverna's like, yeah, it sounds like a deal to me. And she like just goes to bed or something. And as the campfire is kind of like dying out, Shanjan's like, hey, um, Feeny, could you do me a favor? Here, take this dice for me and roll it. So pick any of those dice you want. Yeah, but don't let me see what the result is. Any of them? All right, I won't. All right, uh, so that's my my special dice I got from, from when I lived at the, uh, the Temple of Timora. Was it, um, was it a lucky result or an unlucky result? It's like trying to hide his eyes from looking at it. How do I know if it's lucky or unlucky? Do you ask him that? Or are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. That's for, up to uh, Feeny's interpretation. Well, Shanjan, of course, it's a lucky roll. It's like, oh, okay, great. And he's kind of he sounds relieved, and he's like all smiles, and he's like, "Great, wow, thanks, thanks, Feeny." He's like, "Yeah." He kind of waits for you to hand him back the die, and he's like, "Oh, great." And then he kind of goes to sleep. So yeah, then you wake the next morning. It's maybe uh, raining a little bit, maybe like foggy, like almost like steamy, you know, like uh, like hot rain. But yeah, everything's like soaked. Vincent's really unhappy. But yeah, now you kind of make your way into these. And there's maybe like some footpaths that go into this forest, but very quickly just kind of turn into, now we're in the forest, I guess. Who knows? So if you could do me a favor, just roll a survival check. And if you want, um, Inverna can help you. I think you have a good survival. I'm pretty sure. Right? This one? Yeah, two of those. Because Inferno's going to help you out. And she actually gets a plus three to her. How much do you get? Fifteen and two. So fifteen's the better one. And then what's your survival? Plus two. Nice. So that is a seventeen, yeah. Pretty good. Oh, maybe because you're going to the Falcon's Lodge, you you're able to find like another footpath since this is what I just realized I call it the Eagle Inn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, actually, there's one thing I wanted to say. Kind of like uh, I'll edit this back in. I'm sure. But um, right before you came into the forest, like maybe that that morning, you see these. Uh, like maybe near the edge of the forest, there are these four like pigs. They're kind of just all like, almost like looking at each other, like hanging out. You know, one is very different than the other. The other three look like, uh, you know, like the regular medieval pigs you've seen. They have little 
cow splotches on them. They look like uh, they've been fattened up for a bit. And this other one that's like maybe double the size. And it has all these like brown like bristles, almost like a close to a porcupine type thing. These big like horns, like it's obviously like a wild boar. And then as you kind of are approaching this this gathering of pigs for some reason, um, that boar kind of looks at the three of you kind of threateningly. Like it's almost like it's angry that you're there. What do you do? Maybe she looks over at Shanjan and Vern and says, you guys ever, uh, ever wonder if these pigs are looking at you? Like, I feel like maybe these, these pigs want to say something to us. And Shanjan's like, I don't like that big one at all. And Vernon's like, well, most of them pigs, they got a brand on them. See, that says, looks like B-A-K. Back. Yes, they, uh, I don't know about that boar, but those uh, them other pigs, they look fine. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Should I, like, sing them something and maybe make them chill out? Because, I mean, we got to get around those pigs to get in that footpath. Yeah, I don't know why they'd be in Neverwinter Wood. Seems like not the place for a pig, but boars probably. But, yeah. Sing a little piggy song. Why not? All right. Uh... school hopefully that helped uh, I hope I didn't say anything offensive uh, why don't you roll an animal handling oh and I found out something fascinating that we have been doing incorrectly so if you roll a skill check and use your musical instrument you get to add your proficiency bonus to it <laughs> great so that was what's your proficiency bonus I think it's two right yes two yeah so do this and whatever your animal handling is plus an additional two seven. Plus one is eight, plus two, nine, ten. Hey, pretty good. So I think the boar, the one that was glaring at you, kind of just gives like a snort and just like runs into the woods. But the other three, the pigs with the, the brand on them, saunter on over and like are enjoying this music. And then Shan Chan's like, well, this is fun. Um, I don't know what we do with these pigs, but I guess the mean one's gone. These ones seem nice. Should we just leave them here or what? I guess we can have bacon. No, no, no. I learned this song in halfling school when I was just a little wee one. <laughs> can you believe it? I was a wee wee one. <laughs> All the way home. Get it? <laughs> anyway. Laughs. Everybody laughs. Anyway, I learned that when I was a little kid because we were taught that um, if an animal shows you kindness, you have to return the favor. So, uh, yeah, I think that um, if these pigs are enjoying our company, we should enjoy their company. But I'm not ready to make them bacon just yet. Maybe Inverna's is like, well, no, I guess uh, seems like a pretty poor omen. 
our bacon might be cooked. Yeah, she just kind of scrumbles and walks toward the forest, and Shane Jan's like, yeah, that's probably true. You know, they're all Timor's creatures, and we're pretty lucky to meet them. They seem really nice, especially, but not that other one. But hey, I'll give them a little bit of my food. I know it seems like a bad omen, but look at it this way. The bad omen just ran away, and that was the one that was looking at us all funny. These three could be three good omens for all we know. Plus, bacon takes a long time to make. We shouldn't bother with it. <laughs> so, um... Gotta salt it and cure it. Peel the fat off of it. We don't have time for all that! So what do you want to do with these pigs? I guess you can put them on your cart or just kind of leave them there. They don't seem to really want to go into this forest with you. Unless you kind of force them onto the cart. I mean, if they don't want to come with us, then just leave them there, I guess, but... Yeah. They seem just really happy and then follow you up to, like, Maybe the first tree, like the the edge of this forest, and then kind of just watch you for a little bit and then kind of wander wander off behind you. Well, maybe I'll offer them my cart, like, hey, you guys want to get in? No? All right, then. Bye, pigs! Don't, don't forget! Piggies are our friends! Bye! <laughs> Bye! Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, I'm glad I remembered that after the fact. What? Do you remember those pig things? <laughs> So now you've made that um, survival check. Um, you found the footpath to go to Falcons, or as you like to call it, the Eagle Inn. Mm-hmm. Either way, so it's kind of like foggy. Oh, and it's probably close to sunset at this point by the time you finally get to um, Falcons Lodge. Oh, okay. That won't be exactly, but it's a fortified compound, like a big, almost like a tiny castle or like a military kind of um, mansion sort of thing. You know, you know, a lodge. <laughs> That's a thing we have today. Looks like there's a couple buildings within, like, the, the wall around it. There's a big gatehouse. It's got, like, a moat and everything. It's, like, very well fortified. Nothing's going to get in here. No, it's not a moat. It's actually on the other side of a stream. But uh, very foggy. And the first thing you see as you kind of approach is um, on the other side where this gatehouse is, you know, like a drawbridge kind of thing there's all these like heads on spikes that you can see kind of like as you get closer in the fog kind of parts last rays of the the day kind of beam on these uh these like grotesque kind of like uh, heads that are just stuck on bikes there might be like five or six maybe i think there's like a little bell maybe <laughs> that you can like ring that attached to somewhere in the the drawbridge house the gatehouse but yeah as you get closer to these heads you see that they're all like uh they have like tusks and stuff maybe one's missing an eye and you're like oh these are all orc heads but they're like rotting and like disgusting they've probably been there for days or weeks yeah inverno doesn't say anything but shane is like oh god i know these uh orcs are pretty ruthless usually but they're usually the ones that do this to us i feel this is a uh, pretty extreme but well uh huh She's like nervously, kind of jokingly says to Inverna, I bet this is uh, making you feel quite homey though, huh? Hmm. She kind of just maybe looks at one like face to face. Well, uh, you all know I ain't no fan of orcs, but also don't like decorating my house with dead things. Hmm. Well, um, 
I mean, at best, maybe it serves as a warning that orcs are not allowed in this um, lodge. Seems to me, and we can ask them about it later, but they uh, may have had an, an orc problem around here for a minute, so maybe it's just a warning. I guess it wouldn't be that bad to to make sure that the orcs don't come back, especially deep in the winter wood, never winter wood, where it's never winter ever. Well, that aside, uh, hopefully um, we'll be safe here. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, head on in there, I guess. we got to make sure that old Stanley, too, is okay. Uh, I think it's Vincent. <laughs> I mean, I know his name is Vincent, but Stanley, too, am I, am I right? <laughs> Got him. Um, so yeah, it's not actually a drawbridge. It's a stone bridge that goes across this stream to the gatehouse, which we already said, and you rang that little like bell, and eventually this person comes out. Kind of like an older guy. Maybe he's like hunched over. Well, uh, well, welcome, welcome. Are you with the um, expedition from Neverwinter? Um, hi there. Yes, my name is um, Serafina Tealeaf. People call me Feeny, and these are my friends, Shanjan and Inverna. And we're from Phandalin on a quest to deliver fresh supplies to the camp. Um, yep, that's what we're here for. Well, are you with the party, I suppose, from Waterdeep, or are you uh, just passing through? Uh, no, we're not with the party from Waterdeep, and we're not passing through. I guess we're passing through, yes. We're passing through because... We need to deliver these supplies to the loggers camp. But we also brought the master of the lodge a present. Very well. Uh, no one's turned away here. Just want to make sure you weren't with the castle lanterns or anything. But come come in, come in. Nope, nope. We're with the Seraphina Tea Leaf team. <laughs> right, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's a name we're going with? Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, we haven't decided on one, guys. We... What did we even do the other night? We talked about Shanjan's love for this elk. We should have been talking about... She might be here. Should have been talking about a team name. Sure, we got to brainstorm this. But this guy kind of followed... He's like, oh, my name is Corwin. Nice to meet all of you as you say your names. Very nice. Coming to my master's lodge here. So there's like a couple stone buildings you see. Like I said, like beyond this wall, there's like a big courtyard that's kind of nice. But not totally super well taken care of, maybe. Definitely good if there is a, a fight going on, but there's no topiaries or anything. Yeah, anyway, he kind of leads you in. I feel there's like this big like uh, room that... Um, like I'm picturing just like an actual like hunter's lodge kind of thing. There's all these like... There's deer heads coming out of here. It's like two story. There's like a, a big, like a, I don't know, like second story, but it's open, you know? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what that's called, but like a mezzanine type thing. Mm-hmm. But like a, a walkway all the way around. So you can go up step the steps, but still look down at where you are. It's very comfy, like library type thing. And there's a three other folks there, and they're in, they're like very, like their clothes are very fancy. Maybe, like, one has a cape. There's, like, two men. They're all young, too. But two men and a lady. And uh, the one, you can tell, is, like, a, maybe, like, a half-elf or something. 
Yeah, I think the the one with the cape kind of stands up first. And says, oh, there's more visitors. Thank you very much. It's such an adventure we're on. We've, we're meeting so many fascinating people. And, oh, a, a halfling doing, doing adventuring just about, huh? My name, of course, you've probably heard of me. I'm Perator Castellander from Waterdeep. One of the uh, richest families there, I'm sure. Where, where are you from again? Wow, a real Castellanter. I am so pleased to meet you. Sorry that my uh, wealthy English isn't so great. <laughs> my name is Serafina Tealeaf. People call me Feeny. You can also call me Feeny Teeny. Um, I am of the Strongheart family. And uh, these are my friends, Shan Jan Kwan. He's a human, as you can see, but he's a special one. Don't, uh, don't, uh, overlook this guy. Oh, I wouldn't say that, really. And then we've got Inverna Nightbreeze over here. As you can see, she's a moon elf, and she's a warrior. <laughs> wink, wink. I think she's kind of, like, leaning against the wall, like, you know, with her arms crossed. And just like, hmm, nobles, eh? Fun. Hmm. Can't say that I've come across a lot of nobles in my life, if you couldn't tell. Mm. Oh. And Perator Castellanter is just like, mm, well, hmm, not nobility yourselves, but that adventures are, well, almost as interesting. But I'm glad to make uh, your acquaintance. And well, I'm not just an adventurer, sir. I'm also a bard. <laughs> just FYI, if you need any singing. He's like, oh, well, interesting. I am actually a little bit of a poet and a well, strummer myself. Wow, I bet we could share strumming techniques. Yeah, and he, he goes over and picks up a like a lute that's maybe hanging, like or just sitting on like the couch or something. He's like, hmm, we'll have to play together while I'm staying here, perhaps. Um, Letitia, would you like that? And this, the woman that's there, I feel she has like really long. Um, like black hair that's you you can tell is like, oh, you're obviously a noble too, aren't you? But she's like Um, oh yes, yes, that would be that would be very fun. More excited about the hunting that we're about to do, but I do enjoy a good tune now and then. But maybe um she could do it instead this time, Parator. That that could be uh interesting to hear another musician. <laughs> she kind of just politely giggles and the the half elven guy just kind of walks, like, strides over to both of you. Or all three of you, I guess. Well, my name's Il Travin. I'm also from, well, from Neverwinter, I should say. But I'm here escorting both of these two. I'm, well, I've never been on a real hunt before, but I've very well trained in falcons going to be um, showing us the way. These two um, lovebirds, it's their first meeting. And, well, they've been arranged since, well, almost a year now. So it's their time to uh, impress each other, as it were. But I am very, very thankful that you're a musician. We can hear your song. Wow, Shanjan, did you hear that? A falcon and two lovebirds. And talk about good omens. Am I right? Am I right? L O P Yeah, Shanjan's like, uh-huh. These are all such great, exciting Fun omens. Can't wait to see your falcon fly. 
Yeah, and he's like, well, um, Parator now. It's like, yes, um, Midsummer is nearly upon us. And if all goes well, Letitia here will make quite a, a fitting bride for, well, one of the most, well, not the heir, but my two cousins and my other cousin. But I'm very close to the, the, the heir to the Castle of Fortune, so it is... As you say, good omens. Would you like me to play you a song? Yes, I would. I love other musicians. Well, good. Please, let me play you a tune. Um, I am very well trained. Oh, I'm so excited. There once was a beautiful lady. The beautiful lady was she. She was the beautiful lady. She was a... Well, <laughs> I think both the other two nobles kind of uh, look at each other real quick and just like, Oh, Parator, great! Excellent, excellent work! Woo-hoo. Another... Another... Another slammer from you! <laughs> so good! Wow, a real... A real slammer, as they say. Um, I guess that's a... That must be a no word. A no word. I've never heard of it as a slammer, but a real slammer indeed. Uh, I feel like I learned a lot from you, Mr... Guy. <laughs> Sir? Castellanter. Mr. Castellanter. Yes, Sir Castellanter. And if you don't know it now, you will... S- it's a name you'll soon remember for the rest of your life. I remember it now for the rest of my life. I promise, Sir Cantalanter. Castellanter. Castellanter. Cantalwaller. That was beautiful. I definitely will I, never I, forget that one. He kind of leans over to um, Il Traven, the half-elf, and just like, <laughs> Cantalwaller, I don't think this uh, halfling understands the definition of that word. She's obviously misused it, but I'm sure she hasn't. They probably don't have much libraries where she comes from, but... <laughs> anyway, yes. Oh, good. Salt of the earth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow, sir. That was uh, something else. Anyway, I've written down that, uh, the lyrics. It was actually one of my poems that I put to music. I can give it to you with my signature and seal if you'd like. It's uh, It could be worth quite a lot someday. You know what? I, I, would, I would hang on to that treasure, uh... And never sell it. So, you know, if you want to give it to me, that sounds great. But I promise I couldn't part with a treasure like that. <laughs> An investment, I'm sure. Anyway, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, I realized you had stopped clapping a while ago. <laughs> Interesting. But anyway, do you have a song? Or would you... I don't want to embarrass you uh, <laughs> following up that one. but Maybe later today, if you... A brave enough. Sure, yeah. I mean, either way, now or later, whatever you want. And uh, Bill Traven's like, uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe uh, she could give you a break. Don't want to callous those fingers up. Maybe uh, we'll just let her sing for the rest of the time. <laughs> that sounds like a plan, ma'am. And then I think uh, that person who let you in, um, who introduced himself as Corwin, the like, older guy with the hunchback, uh, very well, the you three newcomers, uh, the t- Team Tea Leaf, you said. Um, your oxen and your supplies are stowed away safely for the night. I will 
fetch the master of the house and tell him that you're here. Thank you so much, sir. We can't wait to meet the master of the house. We've had such fun already um, meeting your guests and uh, hearing such beautiful music. Yes, I've been treated to Sir Castle Lantern's uh, music for the last couple days. It's been quite a time. Stares at you. Quite a time indeed. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, um, so he kind of goes to fetch the master. Um, Do you have anything to say to these people? Uh, Not necessarily. So I think like a few minutes pass. Maybe there's like a... Oh, maybe this is... This makes more sense. He has like a big like feast kind of prepared. Not really a feast, but like a feast table at least. Everyone's going to eat together. (laughs) And you see him for the first time finally. That's what this guy looks like. Oh, um, kind of like, uh, uh, if you had Wolverine, like young Wolverine, but like with a cool haircut, like some sort of like, um, early nineties in sync boy haircut, <laughs> but, um, also Wolverine chops and, uh, you know, like a real brooding look with some super cool wooly shrug on and beautiful brown leather with green accented um, accoutrements. Yeah. Well said. So yeah, this kind of uh, this rugged kind of hunter but so so handsome kind of comes out. Uh, may- maybe you like all the food's already there and he kind of comes out last and he's like well, I'm that's too British. He's like <clears throat> well how's everyone doing? My name's Falcon. I'm glad everyone's here. I knew that the Castle Lantern Party, betrothal celebration, as it were, and he kind of winks at the uh, the lady, uh, Letitia, the uh, betrothal celebration uh, is here in full force, and some new visitors as well, who <laughs> do I have the pleasure of entertaining tonight. Well, hi there. <laughs> She's, like, nervously <laughs> laughing at how... Um ruggedly handsome this man is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hi, Mr. Gr- Green Fuzzy Shoulders Man. Oh, uh, Falcon's good. Falcon, Falcon. <laughs> Although Green Fuzzy Shoulders, that, that's my dad's name. <laughs> oh, wow. Handsome and funny. Oh, gosh. Um, my name is Seraphina Tealeaf. Um, people call me Feeny. And I think, uh, Parator, Castellanter kind of interjects and it's like, hmm, well, there's a, one time in Waterdeep, there was a, I told quite a good funny over dinner. It was, um, hmm, I, my servant said, uh, that the pheasant was looking, well, the, it doesn't matter, but the, the punchline was, their wings surely are tired. <laughs> and he looks to, um, like Letitia and the half elf, um, Iltraven, and they're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was, wow, that was probably really funny, I bet. That was, you must be also very funny, huh? And Falcon just kind of just looking at, uh, okay, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Feeny, was it? I'm so honored to have you here. This place, I go, um, just lead people on hunts, 
just through the, the dangerous, mysterious Neverwinter Wood. Is that what you and your friends here are here to do as well? Well, sir, me and my friends, Shan, Janet, and Verna, we are actually adventurers. Um, as you can see, I'm a bard. But I'm also a fighter. So, between me and my friend Shan Jan, who is a magical man, (laughs) (laughs) and Inverna, who, as you can see, is a real rugged elf, who's very good with a bow and arrow, we were passing through and ended up in the town of Phandalin, not, uh, well, I should say not too far, but actually, yes, too far from here. And... We picked up a little gig here and there, and, um, well, we've got to go to the loggers camp and drop off these supplies. So while we're here, um, I actually had a gift of a special wine, and... His his, eyes get big. What kind of wine? It's water Davy cherry wine. Yeah, Peritor. It's like, oh, Water Dave in cherry wine. That's well. That's a a vintage from my own homeland, from Waterdeep. Uh, you have very good taste, Serafina. <laughs> oh, you know, shucks, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. That w- I believe that was the punchline that I was trying to think of. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe it is. I might have heard that one before. Anyway, I brought some of that Water Dave cherry wine. Um, and I spent a, a good little gold piece on it, a gold piece that I earned, um, picking up gigs, as I mentioned, in Phandalin. And, uh, well, we brought it here to you so that hopefully you could help show us the way to Logger's Camp. Yeah, I think Falcon, um, stands up and comes over to you to pick up the wine and just, like, holds it like a, like a baby. Oh, this is my favorite wine. This is so good. It's so hard to, so hard to get. I Usually don't go to Fandolin very often, but just kind of holds it and looks at it in the light, you know. It's like, oh, this was this was a good year too. This will incredible. I cannot thank you enough. I'd love to uh, just go to that loggers camp. That should be very easy. In fact, um, he looks at the other three. It's like that um, would be on the way to um, the grand hunt we were about to do tomorrow. If you wanted these uh, these tried and true adventurers to join you as well. Parators like, oh well, um, that's quite uh, quite nice. And then maybe he leans over to talk to, maybe Falcon sat back down, I guess, but leans back over across the table, trying to hide it from um, the woman Letitia. But you could probably pick it up. I'll say, just like I, me and my family paid you quite a deal of gold so that I and Letitia could go have a private hunt, and now you're bringing these peasants with you. And he kind of a. Uh, Gives him a look and kind of looks at you. Like, oh, do you want to try to persuade him? I'm trying to persuade Petr... <laughs> Perator Castellator? Perator. I'm trying to convince Perator to come with me. So the situation is these three nobles apparently paid Falcon to go on a private hunt so that theoretically Letitia could start liking Perator instead of not liking him. And... Falcon says, oh, we can just take them with us to the loggers camp and then go on the hunt afterward. Right. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait here for who knows how many days so that Falcon can lead you to the camp. 
I guess I'll have to persuade them then. Unless, or you could wait it too, because remember they said, oh, it's not like you're in a rush. So you could wait for them to do this thing and then come back, especially if you don't want to deal with these nobles. I don't really care. I mean, I'd rather get going than wait. What am I going to do waiting? True. I mean, I don't really need to deceive them. There's no point in that. By deceive, like, um, oh, um, the woods are so dangerous. No, we saw a hundred monsters. Yeah, persuade them. Just, yeah, just however you want. I don't know. There's probably infinite <laughs> different options you can pick. Um, I think I'd rather just persuade them to come with us. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to roll it before or give your pitch now? I'll give my pitch. Petra. Parator. Parator. Sir Castellanter, if you want. Um, Sir Castellanter, you know, I would love to learn more about your strumming techniques. This one, this one that you did earlier, I just can never get that right. Oh, wow. You seem very out of practice. I didn't do anything close to that. That sounds, ooh, that hurt my ears, whatever that was. I know, it hurts my ears too. And, I mean, look at these little ears. Oh, my goodness. I could certainly learn from my, uh, a trained professional and a noble such as yourself. I would love it if you would please let me and my friends join you on your hunt and we'll be of no bother. Uh, I'll just learn from you as you go and uh, I'll tell you a little secret over here. See my friend Shanjan? Well, he is a spellcaster and priest and uh if you would like some uh, really sweet blessings on your love union, my guy over here, he's got you. Oh, and Inverna over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's an elf. And elves, um, they just exude love all the time. <laughs> Especially Inverna. And Inverna's like, can't confirm. And uh, so, so you would really just benefit from us just tagging along and we won't do much we'll just um just help you out along the way and then falcon can drop us off where we need to be all right pretty good i'll say that's pretty pretty easy task he's a uh, pretty impressionable so if you want to try to beat a 10 and do you think um any of those kids gave you significant help maybe inverna yeah do you think so yeah okay you can roll two dice then take the better Whoa. Oh my gosh, and what's your persuasion? Three, eighteen. Way, way more than ten. Par- Sir Parator is like, hmm, actually, you did say, Falcon, sir, that there was um, some dangerous orcs and monsters and things. It would be, uh, well, of course, they would be easy for me to deal with, but it might be interesting to see uh, how true adventurers do it. You know, the, the quick dirty way instead of the the more refined way that I'm of course used to and can dispatch these monstrosities. It'd be interesting to see how adventurers do it. Especially such a unique crew as these uh do you say the tea leaf team? Darling, do you think that would be uh interesting to see? 
says to uh, Letitia, and she's, um, looks like she was just barely paying attention, just like eating this food, and she's like, um, yes, uh, that could be, you think so? I told you before, I'm pretty good at archery. I could see if there's any game in this forest, but yeah, um, sure, if there's monsters, then. Woohoo! All right. Uh, thanks so much, um, sir and milady and uh, other sir. <laughs> I'm real excited to go on an adventure with you, Falcon. <laughs> and he, he like winks at you and he's like, well, you've earned it with this. He holds up the wine again. <laughs> oh, well, you know me and you know how halflings do. We just love to, to give <laughs> and um, make people happy. Happy halflings, that's what that's what they say. That's what they always say, right? <clears throat> uh, Alright, yay! Uh, Shenzhen's like, oh yeah, and she's... Oh, you, you seem especially happy today. Oh, well, you know. L. <laughs> oh. Oh, here we go on a quest that we go to the loggers camp. Okay, all right, all right, everybody, we're doing this. Yeah, so I think uh, everyone has dinner, there's maybe some random conversation, who knows, a little montage through that, and then everyone goes, maybe there's like a, probably not like a lot of rooms left, but there's like a, maybe the three of you have to share your own room, I guess, because of course the nobles had to have their own private rooms or whatever. Sleep on it, and the next day, you wake up in the morning, kind of get your stuff ready to go. Yep. I mean, you got to sleep in a bed again. That's um, pretty good. And they're like relatively comfortable beds. You're in a lodge and everything. But that Corwin guy comes and just knocks your door. He's like, uh, terribly sorry, but um, Sir Castellanter isn't ready yet. He sends his apologies, but we'll have to get started a little late. But you're welcome to have breakfast. You have breakfast, and I think uh, Il Traven and Letitia are there too. But he's not there at all, and then goes into lunchtime. Maybe Falcon's like, "Well, it's about I don't know about time to eat." Is uh, maybe I should go check on our little uh, friend up there. And then he goes up, and when he comes back down, Parator is there, all like dressed in like full armor, almost like a big metal breastplate and everything, which you should not be using in hunting. By any means. It's like, hmm, quite sorry. My as my squire is back in Waterdeep, I had to improvise. Oh, this excuse for a servant didn't even wake me up. And Corwin just kinda gives him a look. But anyway, I'm ready to go now. Sorry to keep everyone waiting. Hmm. Before we go, I have some questions. Mm-hmm. I wanna talk to Falcon. Oh sure, yeah. This could have happened while you're waiting too. Yeah. This guy to wake up. Love it. So yeah, do you want to talk to him privately, I guess? Mm. Or just in the, the hunting lodge place? Hunting lodge is fine, because I want Shanjin and Inverna to be there. Sure. So, well, while we're waiting for uh, people to wake up and get moving, and thanks for the eggs, by the way. Um, who knew falcon eggs were so good? <laughs> I wanted to ask you, well, we all wanted to ask you, about those orc heads outside of your lodge. Oh, yeah. Terrible thing. Well, um, here's what we know about orcs. Uh, and Verna's not a big fan of them. 
And, uh, well, I'll be honest, sir. I played my way out of an orc confrontation in the past. Believe it or not. Played your way out? Hmm. I've never heard that one. But... Well, that's because you've never really heard me play, have you? <laughs> you got me there. But, um, their heads were on spikes. Is there a chance that we could meet any orcs while we're heading towards the loggers camp? Yeah, there's a pretty sure some kind of cult around Neverwinter. You know, it's the last maybe a month or so, a few ten days at least. As I've been going out in these hunts, they've uh, been causing trouble. And these, uh, I don't know if you saw the ones that on the way in, but the audacity to try and attack me here. Able to make short work of them, it's pretty hard to breach these walls. But yeah, I thought in case anyone else, any of the other uh, friends were stomping about, this would be a good uh, sign for them. Well, that's sort of what I thought. I figured that um, maybe they were warnings, but if they're warnings, that means they must be in the area. Yep. So while these guys are in the area, uh, have you had any personal run ins with them, or is this something we should expect on our way to the loggers camp? I hope not. I think I got rid of all of them that were in here, but like I said, pretty sure they're doing some cult or something, like their religious works for doing something. I think they're doing some shenanigans with uh, storms and whatnot. I know some of them can, their dark gods can do stuff like that, but I took care of the ones that came to my doorstep. And if there's any more, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't mind making some more uh, ornaments for the front yard. Well, it just seems so odd because works are only around areas where they have a chance to plunder. And there doesn't seem to be much here in Neverwinter Woods. Well, like I said, sometimes their uh, dark gods tell them to do something else. Some kind of dark rituals or something like that. Mm. Well, alright, I guess uh, good to know and we'll keep that in mind. And she looks at Shanjan and Verna and kind of gives them like a Knowing look. All right, well, Team Tea Leaf, are we almost ready to go? Yeah, and maybe that's when um, Castle Lantern comes down. Basically, the middle of the day instead of the morning. You're kind of going out. And, yeah, maybe just one of those, like, montages of everyone looking through the, the forest, kind of, like, making a little path. And, oh, and the stupid ox cart and everything, too. forgot about that. Oh, maybe um, the nobles are on, like, a horse, this big steed, so they can go a little faster than you, maybe. But everyone's kind of sticking together, and Falcon's kind of pointing out, like, and here's this berry. This berry is so good. It does this. Oh, and this, you can tell that a bear was there. Pretty interesting. This one might have been an owl bear. Even more dangerous. Wow. He's like, oh, and here's some ancient elven runes. Who knows what those are about? Looks in Inferno and she's like, I don't know. Hmm. But before too long, I think it's like almost nighttime by the time you're getting to this uh, place. Maybe Falcon's like, maybe we could spend the night at this logging camp. It's uh, got quite a late start. Kind of uh, hoping to get this hunting adventure for these kids uh, you know, out of the way as soon as possible. But it looks like it's going to be a couple day adventure. But, you know, let's pick up the pace a little bit if you don't mind. You got it. Yeah. Anything you say, Falcon. Because of that, you're able to kind of get there like right as uh, 
like shortly after dark maybe. So this place is, uh, let's see if there's anything interesting I have to tell you about this place. Probably not. Okay, so logging camp spreads along the south shore of, of the river there. Maybe Neverwinter River or something. Where a dozen tents are arranged on a sandy beach. Near a dock stands a cabin with logs stacked under as an awning. Or under an awning, you know, like to keep them out of the rain and whatnot. Older cabins close by have been torn down to leave only stone chimneys and foundations. A grim silence hangs over the camp, and you see no one around. Like right in the middle of this kind of camp area is uh, like a big tall chimney, and just like the foundations, and there's like a few others are kind of toppled over. And really, there's just one building that's kind of left standing in a bunch of these tents. But there is, um, you've seen like those sand dunes that have like grass growing on them. Kind of like that. It's like a little clearing by this river. So what do you do? So you just described the place, but there's nobody really outside? Yeah, you don't, you don't see anything. There's a ton of tents. There's like a, two kind of groups of tents. So yeah, let me... So right in the middle, there's that big, tall chimney. And in fact, something interesting about that, I'll tell you in a second. And there's like a sandy area that has like maybe an old campfire. And it's at night too, so you'd be able to see it if someone had been using it recently. And it's definitely, like, not even smoke's coming out. Like, no one has used this campfire for a while. Um, and then further, like, on the beach, basically, of this river is another area with a bunch of tents around it. Another campfire that's completely dead. And then to kind of the, the left, if you're looking at it, is a building that's actually still intact. Made of wood, and there's that's where all the logs are stacked. Um, and there's, like, a few logs here and there that look like they're just made for a city and such. But oh, the one thing I wanted to bring up is in the little sand, you can see uh, maybe Inferno points this out with her keen eyes and whatnot because it's, like I said, nighttime still. But um, she's like, hey, have a look down here. You see, like, there's little hoofed, like, footprints going basically where that chimney is. In the- um, maybe uh, Feeny walks up and kind of sees the hoofprints and the fire and says... Well, that's really odd. You'd think you'd see people out here by now. Maybe if I call out to somebody, uh, we can find out who's been here or who's staying here right now. What do you guys think? Should I play a note and maybe people will come? Or should we investigate the grounds? And maybe in fairness, like, a little too quiet here. Maybe adding some music could be a good thing, but definitely will alert anyone that we're here. But I will say, as the person running this game, this would be a good time to use this thing that we always forget exists, like the Bardic Inspiration. If you want to bolster one of your 100 companions that are with you right now, so like their next rolls for a little bit are better. Like the main thing a Bard can do that we always forget. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. I certainly don't want anybody to be alerted by my music and come and possibly attack us. So maybe the best thing to do is to quietly search the grounds for anybody that might still be awake that can be of assistance. Yeah. So basically I have like four places of interest you go to. Which do you think you're leaning toward? The chimney where the tracks went to, the building that's still standing, camp number one or camp number two by the shore. The building that's still standing. 
Mm, okay. Yeah, so you kind of, you see there's all these, like, big scratches on the door. Like something trying to get in or something. That's ominous, but sure, it's, like, splintered almost. And you can kind of open the door. Like, it's not locked or anything pretty easily. And it uh, looks like a big office. There's all kinds of, like, logging equipment. Maybe there's, like, a saw and stuff. And I don't know what other lumberjacks you use, but... Oh, there's plaid shirts hanging up. Who knows? But then uh, if you go all the way to the back, there's, like, a door like that probably leads to... Maybe it just says on it, like, foreman's office. It says in, like, a wooden plaque that's attached to the door. Okay. So Genie looks around and sees that this place is kind of empty and maybe decides to knock on the door. Yeah, I think... Um, Falcon, maybe as before you went in, I guess you'll be like, "All right, um, I guess I'll stay out with these, uh, with these folks, and maybe tie up the your ox and these horses and stuff." But let you two go in there and keep an eye out. Uh, nope, that sounds like a good plan to me. Cool. So just the three of you in here, and uh, maybe as you're kind of creaking along the, the floorboards and stuff of this place, it's like very spooky. There's like a... Oh, how, how do you see? Do you light a torch or something? There's no light in there? No. Yeah, maybe I'm... Holding. Oh, maybe there's like a place for like a, like oil lamp at the top that's unlit right now. So maybe I'm holding a torch? Yeah. Oh, and Shane could just take down the thing too and like light it up and you can hold this lantern if you want. Mm-hmm. He'll hold it for you, sure. Okay. But that means you can't use a stick if anything jumps out of it. Well, I mean, I'm going to miss those chicken sounds if things run out. Good point. So anyway, pretty dark. You just have this, like, lantern, like a flashlight, basically. And he's like, uh, should we, uh, can we go knock on that door, I guess? Uh, yeah, I think that we should definitely go knock on the door and see if the foreman's here. Seems to be very quiet. I don't know about you guys, but it's a little odd. As you're creaking the floorboards, like I was saying, um, hear like a whisper from the other side of the the door like a stage whisper i guess it's just like a wait stop moving feeny stops in the dimly lit hall and kind of motions for the other two to stop moving mm-hmm. and looks around in the darkness uh where this voice is coming from yeah and you can you can tell pretty easily it's like just on the other side of that the foreman's door Okay, so then immediately stops in her tracks and tells me emotions to her friends to stop. This this voice is like, uh, did did you uh make any noise? And she whispers, No, but you are. He's like, What? I can. What did you just say? Are you making noise? No. What? No. He's like, What did you say? Like she- yelling. And then you hear, you feel like a rumble, like almost like the ground is vibrating under you, or like the floorboards. And then kind of, very nice, it's fully work. And then um, just <laughs> the floor kind of um, bursts open, like in splinters. And this, oh, I should have got a picture ready for you, but this horrifying insectoid, like a, almost like a, the world's worst centipede monster, praying mantis creature, like jumps up, like out, like out of the floor, between you and your companions, 
It looks like this. Yeah, gross. That is a on cake, yeah. But yeah, that bursts out of the floor and Shanjan, you know, just only the light of this lantern is kind of like a beam of light. You see it, because like, that's where we have to stop. What's the terrifying music that plays us out? Spooky music. Of this American Dice presents D&D Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealy and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air as your favorite bird. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask. That is a... Onkeg. Yep, that's how you pronounce that, I guess. Onkeg? Onkegs. Onkeg. Onkeg. Onkeg, yeah. Onkeg. Okay.